I just discovered a one-man company that pulls in $13 million a year selling the most basic software you have ever heard of. I was so curious that I went full Sherlock Holmes to figure it out and bring it to you guys today. That's coming up in just a second. Before I get to it, if you love the podcast, if you love the content that I'm dropping, I ask for one thing. Please go ahead and share this content with a friend, like it, leave a rating, leave a review. I'm trying to bring more people in to my newsletter at johndavids.com, to my companies, to my content on social. And all I ask is that if you get value from this content that I spend hours and hours finding and curating and researching for you guys, the one thing I ask in return is that you just like it and share it with your friends. That would mean the world to me. And now let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, so this story I'm going to tell you about is about a guy named Amit Agrawal and a company that he founded called Digital Inspiration. And I originally told the story on social to probably, this was about a year ago, so I didn't have as big of an audience as I have today. So I probably only had about 20,000 followers back then. I have, you know, like a, a few hundred thousand today. So some of you might have heard this, some of you might have not heard it, but I got a lot more information now than I did back then. So let me tell you about this company called Digital Inspiration. The founder, again, is named Amit Agrawal. He's in Uttar Pradesh, India. And the company makes niche plugins for Google, for Gmail, for Google Docs, for YouTube, for all kinds of Google products. They have millions and millions of customers, including companies like Disney and Uber. And Amit is the only employee. So this is a $13 million a year company. I'm making that a conservative estimate. Some people, by the way, when I posted this on social, it went gangbuster. It was read by tens of millions of people. And then it was ripped off by a bunch of others. So a lot of people took my number as the official number. And Amit actually DM me because I don't know the guy. And he's like, hey, how did you, whatever. But the point is, that's the number that I'm giving you conservatively. And as I go through the math, you'll see how I get it. And you can agree or disagree. But I want to be clear, I don't have any official information. This is just my rough estimates. So let me go back to 2004. Amit starts as a tech blogger. That's how he started. And for a few years, he was just blogging about technology. 2004, to be a blogger, if you were decent at it, you could actually have a big audience because there weren't a lot of bloggers like there are today. There weren't a lot of content creators, weren't a lot of influencers. So in 2004, he starts building an audience. And after a little while, he develops a Gmail plugin called Mail Merge with Attachments. So a Mail Merge is if you want to send a bunch of emails out at one time with one click, but you want them to be personalized. So it's like, hey, John, hey, Sarah, hey, Mike. But the email is the same except for the name field or the company field. That's called a mail merge. And you can Google mail merge with attachments for Gmail. And the number one app that comes up is Digital Inspirations app. So he builds this app, promotes it on his blog, because again, he's got a big built-in audience. And here's where it gets kind of crazy. So you can download a free version of this app even today. I was using this app back in 2015, but now it's 2023. You can still use the app. If you download it, it's free to download, and then you can upgrade to a paid version at $39 per user per year. Now, according to Google, it's been downloaded 7.5 million times to date. So here's some quick math. Even if only 5% of the people who have downloaded this app 
upgrade to the paid version at $39 a month. That's $1.5 million in annual recurring revenue that Amit is getting. And some people might say, well, 5% is a high conversion number because don't apps convert at like one or 2% or a half a percent? Yeah, maybe, but if you download an app with this kind of function where it does mail merges and the limit is 50 on the free version and then you can do up to 1,000 email addresses at once on the paid version, I feel like this would have a, a higher uptick rate than just one or 2%. So I'm saying 5%. Honestly, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot more than that, but let's just say for my math, it's $1.5 million because it's a 5% conversion. Okay, cool. Plus, this is where it gets better. He's got customers like Uber and Zoom who are paying hundreds and hundreds of enterprise users. So if you are Uber and you get mail merge with attachments, you're not buying it for five people. You're buying it for 500 people. So he's got those licenses which are printing money. This plugin, I would say, has to bring in $4 million a year total if you include those enterprise licenses. But wait, there's more. So he starts off with a blog, then he develops this app called Mail Merge with Attachments, but he has developed 13 apps that I know of. Each one is a cash cow spitting off money. So there's a document management app that starts at $79 a year with 6 million downloads. It helps you manage your documents in Google. There's a notification app that starts at $39 a year with 10 million downloads, again, from the free version to the paid version. Let's assume 5%, whatever. There's a YouTube management app that starts at $79 a year that has 8 million downloads. With my rough math, I went through all the math. I don't like doing math on podcasts because A, it's embarrassing, I'm not that good at math, but also it's not fun for you to hear me do my work out loud. I would say $13 million conservatively. And if you told me he was making 25 or even 30 million a year, I would not be surprised. All right, let's pause for a second. This is an amazing, amazing business run by one person. Maybe he's got some contractors. Hell, if you told me he had 20 employees, that'd be cool too. But I don't think you even need that to run a business like this because you've got distribution figured out and you've got the product figured out and it scales without a whole lot of effort because you have massive leverage in your distribution and in the product itself. So this is fantastic. Now let me get into a few key takeaways here so you can start to see why this business is so interesting to me. Okay, so the first thing, I talk about community a lot and I talk about the power of building your community and building your own audience. It gives you such massive leverage when you have a community that is built in and it relates to the thing you sell. So I talk about this a lot of the time in the context of the creator economy. If you're a creator and you're relying on brand deals and YouTube revenue and affiliate deals as a way to make money, as your primary way to make money, you're doing it wrong. It's okay if that's one of your revenue sources, but you need a stream that looks a lot like this. The best way to do creator in 2023 is to have a content category that fits in nicely to a product you're selling and then sell that product, make that product yourself or acquire that product yourself and sell it. Because what you're able to do is effectively cut out the acquisition costs. The most expensive thing that a business does as it scales is it scales up the cost of customer acquisition. It's the CAC, right? The CAC, C-A-C. Customer acquisition cost, as that goes up, 
you need to figure out how you're going to pay for it. But if you have a built-in audience that is naturally and organically attracted to you and they trust you, and then you can sell them something that fits in nicely, that's a beautiful business. So that's a lot of leverage right there. Quick break so I can tell you about DemandScope. DemandScope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched DemandScope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. Another thing that I love about this is how niche it is. You know, this expression, there's riches in the, in the niches. And I don't know if I agree with that. Riches in the niches has become a little too a little too common, frankly, these days, a little too sexy of a phrase. Oh, everybody wants to go super niche. I don't know. I think that's kind of bullshit some of the time. You can go super broad and be successful also. But in a category like, like this, it makes a lot of sense because you're playing in a niche that actually has massive surface area. So think about the niche of email and Google. Email and Google is a multi, multi tens of billions of dollar business. You know, Google is a, what is it? $1.3 trillion market cap as of right now. And they've got Gmail, which is one of their biggest products. And the Gmail productivity suite is again, one of the biggest categories you can play in. So everyone wants to talk about the app store or the Salesforce store or the WordPress store and these platforms that you can obviously build businesses on top of Shopify, another one, super popular. If you can build for Google and specifically build for Gmail, you can make a lot of money. This is a niche, but it's a very, very big niche. Who would have thought that Google productivity apps were so lucrative? But if you think about it, there's a lot of opportunity there. So like I said a minute ago, if you wanted to build on top of a platform, you can build on top of something like Shopify, something like WordPress, something like Google, the App Store, Salesforce. That's a great way to build a business because you're building on somebody else's ecosystem, but there's already a built-in customer base for that. What you got to make sure of is that you're not building on something that is quicksand. So you don't want to build for something that could go away tomorrow. I like this because Google is certainly not going anywhere. And I think there's a ton of opportunity here, by the way. Now, what I also love about this is that you don't need a lot of money to run this kind of business. You know, there's an expression, you got to have money to make money. I'll do a whole other podcast on that because I think that's a really kind of a bogus expression. You need to have money to make money when you're playing at a level three or a level four, but at a level one, when you're making money at level one, which is you're going to put in the work, put in the effort to make money, you absolutely do not need to have money to make your first million, to make your first five million, even your first 10 million. Once you get beyond that, yes, you will want to have leverage to get from 10 to 50 beyond that. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't built beyond that yet, but at the end of the day, you can start with just putting your labor in and a business like this, where you can code coding is major leverage. Being a software developer is major leverage and being able to produce content that attracts a big audience, another major point of leverage. So I love that you can build a business like this without a lot of money at all. And geez, you don't need a lot of employees either, do you? Because what kind of marketing are you doing? Maybe you have a tech support guy. Maybe you have someone who helps you with your customer service. That's about it. 
Another fantastic lesson here is that lucrative products don't need to be sexy. You don't need to be looking at the shiny objects. And what are people doing? Oh, they're doing e-commerce or they're doing apps or they're interested in health or wellness or anything like that. People are working. B2B apps are an area that I love. Enterprise software, enterprise services is where I've been playing for many years. And when you're dealing with companies, especially because you've got businesses like Uber and Disney, I think I saw Zoom on there. These guys will make a purchase for a productivity app. And if they're getting enough value out of it, they'll just keep renewing that. So if you can get a big contract with a big company doing the most boring stuff, that is a great way to run a business. Now, another thing Amit is doing here, if you pay close attention, is he's actually combining multiple, I'll call them mega marketing weapons that you can use at the same time. So obviously you can build a business on a creator, right? Creators, we've talked about Emma Chamberlain, we've talked about Nelk Boys, we've talked about, we've talked about Prime, the, the energy drink. You can build a business on a creator as long as you have a product that's good enough. That's great. But there's another mega marketing trend happening here, which is it's a virtual product that is community driven. So a lot of people that use a product like this are going to need it. There's a real hard utility for it, but it's also something that you can share. So the idea, like I can tell you from personal experience, I used this app. It was so easy to use. It was so nice. I went ahead and referred a friend to it. I think I, got, I might've gotten a referral discount also. And if I'm working in a business, I could refer this to 20 people, to 30 people, to 100 people. So you've got this virality to it. It's very lightweight. You're able to share it just with, you know, the click of a button. And you've got this creator at the heart of it who is promoting it. So if you look at a beautiful business like this and you say, what are they doing that works so well? They've hit on so many great, beautiful business traits. It's lightweight. One person can run this company. You can promote it really quickly and really easily. You get a lot of referral traffic. You can even incentivize people to share it with margins like this. If I have a $79 a year recurring revenue product, I'm able to give you, I don't know, half the first year revenue, a third of the first year revenue, maybe two thirds of the first year revenue and still make it worth my while. The other thing about this business, and this is absolutely crucial for me these days, is it has continuity built into it. One of the things I love to look at when I'm assessing a business is, is there continuity to it? So the old way to think about it would be to say, is it annual recurring revenue or monthly recurring revenue? That's one way to say it. But another way to look at it is just saying, is there continuity? So it doesn't need to be continuity like people are on recurring revenue agreements. But when somebody buys it once, are they going to buy it again? In this case, you actually have recurring revenue. But if you had something like vitamins or you had a consumable that people need over and over again, that's also continuity in that business. It's not recurring, but it's reoccurring. And so when you're looking at evaluating a business, you really want to have something that recurs over and over. I'm not buying it once and I'm never going to buy it again. You know, one of the mistakes I made early on in my career is I was so attracted to big dollar deals. I, you know, I want to make a deal for $50. $50,000. I want to make a deal for $200,000. You know, in the marketing world, you can do those kinds of deals pretty quickly. I mean, I shouldn't say quickly. You got to work at them, but they will come your way. And I've had a big shift in my thinking where I said, listen, I don't want to make $200,000 once because making $200,000 once is fun, but how are you going to put food on the table next month? 
or next year. So shifting from I want to go big and I want to get a deal, I want to get revenue now to I want continuity in my business. Amit's business makes, let's say, $13 million a year on an annual basis without him having to over and over again sell, sell, sell. The power of continuity is amazing. Think about it like this. If you have 20 sales in year one, and then you have 20 sales in year two, and 20 sales in year three, and let's fast forward to year 10. So you have 20 sales every year. In a continuity business, that means that in year two, you actually have 40 clients. 20 from last year, 20 from this year. In year three, you have 60 clients, 20 from year one, 20 from year two, and then the 20 from year three, the new ones, and it goes on and on. So by year 10, you've compounded, right? People talk about compounding interest. No, you want compounding cash flow. Compounding cash flow is fantastic because what you're actually doing is every year you're getting better and better and better and bigger without having to sell more people. You're just keeping the ones that you had last year. So I love that part of this business too. Digital Inspiration is a beautiful business for so many reasons. I absolutely love what Amit Agarwal did. And hey, is he making $13 million a year? Is he making 30? I'm not sure, but he's doing super well. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know in the comments. Let me know on YouTube. Let me know in the podcast. Get me at johndavids.com and I'll talk to you guys next time.